Love is Christmas. Love is everything that we let it be. The only thing between love and anything else in the world is us. <laughs> our stubbornness, our pride, our egos, our forgetting, our reluctance, our judgment, our limiting. And that is the miracle of Jesus' birth, y'all. Not that his mother was or was not a virgin. It's very interesting when you know how the Bible was written. The Gospel of Mark was written first, and it predated the other Gospels by quite a bit. But it wasn't put in the Bible in that order. Matthew came after Mark, and if you read it carefully, you will see that Matthew pretty much copies everything Mark says, plus adds this birth story. And why? When you're reading the New Testament, a lot of times you will see times where it says, um, it, and it happened as the scriptures foretold. And it happened just that way because the scriptures foretold it that way. What they're doing basically is saying, and here's what happened, and here's where we can find an old prophet who said something that we can relate to this. Even if it's not exactly the same thing, we can just sort of, you know, mess with the facts a little bit. And that's okay because their audience were people who knew that they were doing teaching stories, right? We forgot that today. We've forgotten that for, I don't know, a couple thousand years, just about. But these are teaching stories. The virgin birth story has been going on um, for thousands of years before Jesus was born. The, the Egyptians had a virgin birth story. The Greeks had a virgin birth story. I'm not saying she wasn't a virgin. I'm saying it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The point is not that this baby was born, but that this baby grew into a person who gave us these teachings of unconditional love, who told us over and over again, I am in the Father, the Father is in me, the Father and I are one, you and I are one, do the math. He said, love is our birthright. Love is what we are all here to do. And that's the message of Christmas. And that's the message of the Christ. So there are Christmas songs that say, love came down to earth on that day. Love was already here. What happened is that somebody who recognized the all-pervasiveness of God's love was born to the world and began to speak it out. Y'all, quit waiting for love. Love is here. Love is within you. He said, again, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Don't say it's there or it's there, or if you do that or that, you'll get there. No, it's within you. It's among you. The kingdom of heaven is love. And if you don't feel like you're in heaven, guess what? You need more love. You need more love. You're being called to give love and to receive love. And so here's the deal about Jesus. This was radical. And the Pharisees did not like it because they had very carefully over thousands of years set out a rule book and said, you don't have to think. Is this familiar? You don't have to think. We've already told you. We've got it codified. Just follow these rules. And if you follow all these rules, you'll be fine. And Jesus came to say, the rules don't matter if your heart is not in them. And if your heart is in love, then it doesn't matter. The rules don't matter. 
Either way, either way, if your heart is really centered in love, then what you do will follow the real rules because that's who you are, as the song says. Love is who we are. Love is how we do. It can't be limited. It can't be contained. It can't be overruled except by us. And so this idea, no one had ever made such a claim before. And also, Jesus said that... um, where is that in there? But he says something about um, before Abraham I was. Actually, that's in a, in a different passage. But he says, the, the God who existed upon the earth, God sent me down. Now, God sent me down says, yes, we've heard that a million times, haven't we, around Christmas. But the radical thing of it was what Jesus was saying was before I was born into this body, I was already with God. No one had ever said that before. No one had ever said that before. That I am in eternity, and eternity didn't start now and last forever. Eternity started, it didn't start. That's what eternity is. It's too big for our minds to contain. And so one of the reasons they were so angry with him is that he acted like he already knew God before he got born. Many of us take that to be an undeniable truth at this point that our spirits are indestructible and eternal, and that our bodies are temporary and very destructible and not eternal, but then when our bodies are gone, our spirits live on. And so Jesus said this thing, the love has been here all along. But as he grew up from that child, Jesus, he came to realize, in, in, as in make real, as in show evidence of, as in live into this truth that love is the only thing that matters. He first had to realize that love deeply within himself and give it to himself and then send it out into the world. So Jesus was saying he lived in oneness with the Father and held all the power of God and was sent here by God's authority. And what does that mean? If he was, we were. I think he said over and over again, stop calling me good. It is not me. It is the Father within. That's God. That's love, y'all. So the Father and the kingdom are not somewhere far away. Oh, here's the quote I was going to. Neither shall they say, lo here, nor lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. That's in Luke. So the world in solemn stillness lay. Y'all know that from the song? Why were we in solemn stillness? Because we didn't know. Maybe some of us knew, but our voices were drowned out by a culture and a society and a religion that said, no, 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 nope, 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 you're not good. Only God is good. Quit bragging on yourself, and for heaven's sake, don't love yourself or give yourself any credit for anything. And Jesus didn't give himself credit. He gave the Father within credit. It is the spirit within me, and because of the spirit within me, I have the absolute permanent and complete ability to forgive everything human that I do 
or that another one does. You know, when she says love is, um, was it love is not a something, let no let love is how we do, let no judgment overrule it. She may, the songwriter may have been talking about and probably was the fact that um, gay marriage has been, you know, the song is a fairly recent one. That, you know, don't, judgment can't rule on love. It cannot, no judge can. But what I also ask you, that seems obvious to me, and it seems like it's now obvious to the federal government, which, yay? Yeah. Yay. Clap for that. But also this idea that let no judgment overrule it. Don't you dare judge who you are and allow that to overrule the love that's within you. How many times a day do you judge yourself and allow that love Allow yourself to overrule the love that's the truth of who you are. And how many times a day do we judge others and allow that judgment to overrule the truth of who we are? That's what Jesus came to say. It's simple. It's not easy. But what he did was provide us with an example that we can follow, a way. He's called by many the way-shower. So, or all the weary world. We just sang that a few minutes ago. Why was the world weary? Because we've forgotten. We've forgotten. We didn't know who we were. We didn't know that love is ours. To save us all from Satan's power when we had gone astray? What is Satan's power? It's simply that judgment within us that allows us to overrule the truth of who we are, the truth that we all came from love. That love is the, cre the, the, as in only, creative force in the universe. And everything that's not love is a place that's calling for love, that's pleading for love, that's begging for love, whether it knows it or not. <laughs> right? The people who, in your life who are treating you poorly right now probably aren't saying, I need love from you. <laughs> they may be saying, I hate you. They may be saying, I don't want to see you. They may be saying, um, I'm keeping score, and I'm way ahead of you. You're not giving me near as much as I'm giving you. They may be saying, I need more power. They may be saying, mine, mine, mine. All of those things are calls for love because people who know that they are love and that love is theirs for free and forever do not need greed. They don't need blame. They don't need to keep score. Love is free and for everybody. What's the scorekeeping? We're all a billion billion to a billion billion, okay? Or whatever. We're all infinity to infinity. Only some of us take advantage of that love and take it in and allow it and understand something about what that means for us. And some of us haven't got there yet. We just don't know. Maya Angelou says, when we know better, we do better. The people who aren't doing better are people who don't know. And how can you help someone know the truth of who they are, that they are beings of love? You treat them like that. You treat them like beings of love. That's harder to do than it sounds from up here. <laughs> but that's what it is. That's all of it. 
The kingdom was, is within you. The Christ is within you. Jesus, the Christ, not Jesus Christ. It wasn't his last name. Right? His last name was of Nazareth. <laughs> or Ben Joseph, son of Joseph. Christ is a level that he reached, the perfection of knowing the love that is within him. And that Christ spirit exists in all of us. And we have these little egos and these little bodies that want to control everything. And that's when we get off track. But that's okay. That's why we're here. Why would we be given these bodies if we weren't supposed to work through the challenges that they present us? And why would we be here with other people if we weren't supposed to work through the challenges that they present us? Right? So it's all just exactly as it's supposed to be. Satan's power is just the power of the world to say, nah, you may think you're loved, but you're not really. It's not a big scary thing, but it's maybe the scariest thing of all. Because if you believe it, even for a second, you do yourself harm. And you make yourself less equipped to share love in the world. And sharing love in the world is the only way that the world heals. So we talked about last week, peace on earth doesn't come because we force people to stop making war. It comes when everyone has a peaceful inside. Because guess what? What we're doing on the outside is always a reflection of what's happening on the inside. So, now you know. <laughs> Outwardly calm, inside squirrel in traffic. No, if we're inside squirrel in traffic, we're showing. We're showing. We're showing that. I know y'all seen it in me. So the love was here. We didn't know it. We hadn't realized it. And now, here's the deal. Jesus came to the Jews. Why the Jews? Why was he born then? I mean, I don't know. God had a plan. I don't know. But what I would say is the Jewish people were the first people to really recognize God as one. The Shema, hero Israel, the Lord, uh, our God is one. So everyone else that was thinking, well, I need to appease this God of food and this God of fire and this God of water and this God of whatever, the Israelites went, what if all of that was really just one? And what if we're here to serve that? And what if we're here to serve the world because we're the ones who know that God is one? You know, we hear that phrase bandied about the chosen people, the chosen people. In the Jewish faith, the chosen people doesn't mean the people chosen because we're just better than everybody. It means we are chosen because we know the truth. We are the chosen ones to teach that truth to the world, to live that truth in our lives, to be of service, to be of service. So they were ready to hear that truth, um, the truth that God is love is easier to take when you already believe God is one rather than God is fire, God is water, God is air. Well, God is all of that. But all of that is from the creative force of love. And so the very name that Mary gave to Jesus, Emmanuel, 
and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Not somewhere out there, not somewhere up there. God is with us, among us. And that's exactly what Jesus came to teach and did a pretty good job. But, you know, you can hear what someone says and twist it any way you want to. And his words, I believe, have gotten so twisted. People recognize the goodness of him, but immediately went, that was him, that's not me. And then, you know, we, we become wretched, humble worms of the earth. Hear those? I mean, just turn on Christian radio, you'll hear that. <laughs> we are wretched, we are nothing. Well, that's a lot easier place to live, isn't it? There's no expectation. You're not supposed to live up to that. But I believe what Jesus said is, here is what I have done. I have realized the love that is within me, and I have worked, and I have understood, and I have practiced so that the love within me is what I do, and it's who I am, not some hidden secret. So the challenge is, can you make love what you do? Can you make love who you are? That's the amazing message that he came to teach us. And we are Christed. I looked this up in Webster. I really like this. It means united with Christ by being completely possessed by that spirit. What if you allowed yourself to be completely possessed by that spirit of love? It's also known the deification attained by direct communion with the deity. We don't have to go to a priest who goes to Jesus, who goes to God, because we are God's great-grandchildren. We have direct access to God in every moment. That's who we are. That's who we are. We are Christed. So, the Christ in us is the place that we want to live from. And that is the message of Christmas. And so today, I see the Christ. I see the Christ shining in each of you. In each one of you. Know that as the truth for yourself. And as you go out from here, live it to the best of your ability. Thank you. We're going to take that into a short meditation. So if you will just take a moment to get quiet. Maybe for just a moment, if you will, instead of closing your eyes, focus your eyes on this Christ candle that we lit. This fire that is burning, that represents the nature of light. Now imagine that that light is not just on this candle, but it's burning right here within your heart. The Hindus say there is a flame the size of a thumb right there in your heart chakra. When I think of that, I think of that as my connection, my heart is my connection with my higher self, the part of me that knows who I am. It's 
my connection with the Christ and the one God of only love. And when I know that, when I let that in, that flame grows brighter and brighter. I invite you to feel that flame within you, that light within you, that glow. to take up more than a small space in your heart, but to begin to fill your whole being. Let it fill your chest and your torso. Let it go down your legs. Let it go up your neck. Let it go to the ends of your fingers, through your arms, and all through your head. Because you shine like that, you do. You just sometimes put it under a bushel. And so today we're not going to expand the light just in our bodies because we know that they are limited. We can expand the light around us. Expand the light that is in every word that we speak. Expand the light that is in every thought that we think. Expand the light that is in every connection with another human being. And then just as a candle in the sunshine, <laughs> the flame can't be distinguished from the rays of the sun because all light is light. that as who you are, that when you allow your light to shine, you are one with the light of God. And shining in our oneness with the light of God is how we live from love, remembering that, knowing that we are kind and compassionate toward ourselves and our own human foibles and toward everyone else on the earth. begin to look for it in others who might have theirs hidden some very deeply sometimes under a lot of layers sometimes just a gossamer sheet but we look for that light and when we look for it earnestly we find it and when we find it for just a moment we understand that it is the same as the light within us. That it is not two lights meeting, it is simply one light. So allow the beauty of this season, the lights that are lit in the darkness all over town, the colors, the warmth, candles in your home, the lights on your tree, if you have one. Let them all become symbols of that one light that is within you 
that is within all of us, that Jesus came down to earth in humble human beginnings and yet found within himself and strengthened within himself until he could share it with the whole world. That is our birthright. And so we allow it to be and we feel the gratitude that wells up within us. Knowing that that gratitude just adds to our light. Because our light is one with the infinite source of light. That one we call God or spirit, divine essence, divine energy, divine love. It is one. And we are one. And for this privilege of being in a place where we get to know that and practice it and see it in one another, we say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. <laughs> 